You are listening to the Sam Radio Football Show podcast. Afternoon, and do you know what? I can't believe we're saying this, but we are back. We are back, but we are back on a different side of things, even though we're not on our usual slot between three o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon at San Radio. But we are back as as well. We are now expanding. We're now going to expand it as into the podcast world as well now. And this is what we've been trying to do for a few years now. We're just thinking to get the time to try to get what we needed to get, such as the equipment. But no, we are back. And I know we have been missing football so much, like everyone else here, due to this lockdown crisis. And, you know, it's surprising. You know, it's taking that while to get. But football is coming back. We will talk about the Premier League that is returning over with Serie A and La Liga as other leagues as well. We'll talk about the transfer window, including... A surprise move for Team Werner where he's going to. It is not Liverpool. We'll talk more about that. And we'll also talk about the fiasco at, at, with the SPFL at the end of the season, especially when he in the rooms that ambush reconstruction talks is more likely to be rejected for what I've been hearing. We'll talk more about that. But John is here. We are still the Summary Football Show, but we are now doing podcasts inside of things as well. So we'll mean some, we'll do a lot more podcasting rather than just being live in the studio every Wednesday, and this is where we'll get more content as well. Joining me as usual is my regular host. He's now also, now got his own YouTube channel, The Dugout. It's Mr. Douglas Horn. Douglas, good to speak here. It's great to be back. I have absolutely missed uh, doing the Sam Radio Football Show, and I'm absolutely delighted that we've agreed to do this as a podcast. Um, and yeah, just just willing, getting, getting raring to go, so... Um, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Obviously, I hope everyone is staying safe, etc. Um, but yeah, look, really looking forward to obviously bringing more podcasts out in the future. Absolutely, and join us usually. Hopefully, he's one of our few regulars that we get. But hopefully, he's gonna be more than regular on this podcast service. He's joining us as he's a Man United fan. It's Mr. Andrew Rogers. Andrew, good to hear from you for a while. It's been a long, long time. I know it's been a while since I've seen seen you. I've even moved house. In the time um, since I last seen yeah. the Perius. It's been a while, you know, <laughs> as well. How much do you miss football, both of you guys? You know, has it been that critical when we stopped the show in March? It's been near four months now, isn't it? It'd be three and three and a half months now of not doing nothing at all. What, how you've kept your time during this lockdown? I, I mean, uh, no, honestly, like, I, like, I've been, like, I, like, I've been, like, just doing... Um, like I, I've I've been sort of making my own content really from from a YouTube channel. Um, obviously I've got FIFA streams. Obviously, like I'm obviously doing um all things LFC as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's been very very difficult not having any football. I think once the football returns, I think my views and I think more subscribers will 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 happen. Um, but I've 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 just been. 
it's quite funny actually being the only person to leave the the Horn household. Um, I'm not going to lie. It is it's very very weird. Um, to be honest with you, I've just I've just been sort of keeping up up to date with things and just you know keeping myself occupied. Really, what uh, what about you? Well, for myself, it has been tough. I'm still working from. I'm working from, like I said. I'm still have a job. I know a few of my colleagues at Computer Share have been furloughed. I was told about that, but I'm still working because I am a first first line IT responder. You responder, so I still have to do what I have to do best. But no, it's still the same thing I'm doing. Despite I'm using one, two screens, one on my laptop and one as an external desktop screen, you know, to try to cope with changes. But you know what? It's been an interesting few months because you know, and I was supposed to go back home, see my family, and the, you know, well. My girlfriend has been busy doing doing her chapters for her PhD stuff as the first year. I'm just trying to keep myself preoccupied. I just you know I've been doing watch more documentaries. I've been watching The Last Dance, you know, on Netflix, which was a very popular show. I was watching Tiger King as well, you know, just to keep myself preoccupied. I've done a bit of baking, but I've just done kept myself and just kept in touch with my whole family across the across in the UK and then also across the world, you know, with both of my families in my dad and my rest of my family in Jamaica and Canada to make sure they're okay. So, and I'm busy as well. I've just got myself a cat, a new car last month. So, you know, things have kind of been a little bit busier than usual. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Andrew? Um, I've been followed for the best part of 11 weeks now. Um, I don't think there's been a show on Netflix I've not watched. Um, obviously, I've watched. I watched the first week of the Bundesliga, felt it felt plastic, felt very mm. weird and plastic, and I thought, but just doing what we need to do. Yeah, sent me a bit, yeah. sent me a bit nuts a couple of weeks ago, and I had a bit of a, could call it a bit of a meltdown. Yeah, but it, it, I have to admit, it has been tough. For people without with us having arts, it has been tough to us in this situation because it felt like it, you, we were restricted not to do anything at all, you know. And I'm glad they did change the, the rules. Said, well, I said we can go out a little bit more than once, you know. It, it was tough. I'm not gonna lie to you, you know. And I was in that situation as well because mm-hmm. I thought I was in the shielding group because with me having asthma, I was. I but my asthma was mild, so to quite honestly, I didn't know if I was in the extremely vulnerable group. Or the vulnerable, but at least I was like was really sure that I was fine. I was not one of those creeps because I did have some of the inhalers that that was on that list. So I'm glad I get that for a little bit of that freedom that I needed. So yeah, yeah, yeah I, I totally. To you about it, about. Hi, hi, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely indeed. Right, we have got some topics we're going to talk about as well. Um, some interesting news we have, you know, for so weeks, majority of the leagues, including the Premier League, are making a return within the next two weeks uh, as we are here, next, next two to three weeks. And Douglas took out this year, Premier League's coming back. That is huge for teams who are still was competing, not just for the top four for the, and also trying to fight for relegation. How important was this to get the league back up and running after there were talks of having a no avoid season that was just going to cause chaos? Uh, well, to, to, on, to answer your question, I'm I'm absolutely relieved that the Premier League coming back. Um, it's obviously like the uh, 
I know, I know. Obviously, like I've said, I've said from uh, basically when when the Premier League obviously was stopped by obviously the the coronavirus, etc. I've I've said that it's it's only safe to return when it's safe to do so. Um, I think I think they are taking the right measures to take it, to get it back. Obviously, with with testing every every couple of days, I think. Obviously, in the latest round of testing, uh, there's there's been no positive cases, which is brilliant, brilliant news. Um, it's going to be very weird behind closed doors, but I tell you something, it's all to play for at the bottom of the table uh, because you've obviously got North City on twenty one points, Aston Villa on twenty five. And then Bournemouth, Watford, West Ham on 27 points and Brighton on 29. And then obviously Southampton are uh, further clear on their 34 points. So, you know, it's going to be very, very interesting, you know, to see how how this affects, obviously, the, the teams that need a crowd. Like, like I think the teams that need a crowd, like obviously, like Aston Villa, like Bournemouth, Norwich, like, you know, a, a, crowd, a crowd is like their 12th man almost. So, I think I think it's going to be very very interesting. Um, I think, and this is what I've been this is what I've been thinking uh, since since the Premier League's coming back. I think there's going to be some weird results to start with because we've obviously seen in the Bundesliga that the majority of the wins are away wins. Okay, okay, like obviously, like I know Bayern Munich and you know Borussia Dortmund uh, are winning at home nearly every single week. Uh, obviously, bar the uh, you know Dortmund losing to Bayern, that was, but. I do think that there will be some weird results uh, happening, and uh, don't be too surprised. Like, obviously, obviously, the first two games, obviously, Aston Villa against Sheffield United, and obviously uh, Manchester City against Arsenal. I wouldn't be too surprised if Arsenal do get something from the Etihad. I've got a really, really funny feeling. But seeing if see if that was in like a crowd, crowd of City fans, I actually think the Arsenal would get. Um, like hammered but yeah. the fact that it's behind closed doors I think it's a level playing field so I wouldn't be too surprised if Arsenal get some from the Etihad Can I just butt in there about City? Yeah mm-hmm. They don't even sell out their stadiums their stadium it's it's, it's a level point. playing it's a level playing field anyway um, I think Man I think Man City won't bother I don't think it'll bother a team like City at all not the Pep's mentality. No. It's going to be an interesting game because obviously Arteta's Pep's former number two, so we're going to see how they come back. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be interesting with that one. Uh, that is with and the top four is interesting. You know, Chelsea, Leicester, Man United, Tottenham, Sheffield United. Andrew, as a Man United fan, how much important is Man United need to be in the top four this season? It, it's you know, now the league the leagues we start in within the next two weeks. How this is how this how so is important for Oli Gunnar Solskjaer and the team? Well, it's sort of key that we get in the top four because it doesn't look like we're going to have the option of winning the Europa League. Um. I've seen a couple of things that it might be like a festival of football in um, Poland, like everyone from the, was it round the 16 we're in? Or round the 32? Around the 16. Um, obviously, we're already 5 0 up against um, LASK. Yeah. Um, but 
it's it's absolutely key we get top four. Um, looking at you know we've got we've now got Pogba back fit, Rashford back fit, a Gallo's loan's been extended. That was that's a that was a huge to, to extend Odio Gallo's loan deal because there were talks that he was going to go back to China about two weeks ago, but mind you, have extended there. How important has has he been since he came to the club in January? Because he's before his impact has been huge. Because yes, he was a, he's a loyal man that fight. He really wanted to come to the club. He sacrificed half the salary to join the club. How important has he been in that team along with Bruno Fernandes joining as well for Sporting Lisbon? I think they've they the pair of them have been key. Um, Fernandez more so on the field. You just look at his contribution, his contributions to the team since he came in. Um, I think he's been directly involved in six or seven of the goals in the Premier League. You look at the assist for Anthony Martial against Manchester City. His goal against Everton. Debut goal against was it Watford. Yeah, Watford, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, he's, he's been brilliant. I mean, you think about it, he was only 40 million. I know. Yeah. And you think, where are the... How have we got him for 40 million, really? Um, yeah. I was I was pretty reserved in my signings. I thought, he's come for the Portuguese league. He can't replicate the form he's um, had he's in the, the last Portuguese years. league, but yeah. he has. I know. Which he is- has sort of replicated that he's been... Brilliant, and Igalo's a different style of striker that I think all he was after, I think he was after a different type of striker to your Martials, Rashford and Greenwood, someone who can hold the ball up. And I think that was sort of highlighted when, in the second goal against City, yeah, ball was played up to him. I can't remember who he held off. I think it was Otamendi he held off. Yes. And Otamendi is, he is a beast for all his feelings. He's a beast of a specimen for a body I don't and Igalo just held him off played it away I wouldn't be too fussed if they tried to permanently sign him yeah. as an option yeah. um, his attitude's been I think his attitude's been infectious for the squad and I've never seen fans take to a lone player like this at United no, no, I, never have, one. no I have to admit as a leader, I've never seen something like that before because because you know, Gallo had a very good goal record at Rockford, and you know the way it ended, it was it was hard for him because I know he got moved to China, and I know he was linked with a move, come a move, move back to Premier League, just even due after the World Cup, it was eight two years ago, and it was linked with Man United when he was at Watford, Carl. Yeah. Mm. Um, but the money the money was insane. They were talking about um, sixty seventy million. I was like, he's he's playing for Watford. He's not. As much as we're all impressed with that run he had with Dini up front that season, yeah, I still thought yeah. he'd be an option. He wouldn't be an automatic starter. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. And I get this one because I know he was linked with some low moves in the Premier League last season. I think there was one weird one to Odisso, but that never happened because Odisso was always good. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. And it was a bit I hope you've come up this season as well, Carl. I hope you've come up. I, I hope so too. And we'll talk about the ETH a little bit later on. But with Igalo, do you think he will be permanently signed at Man United? Um, I think, I think they want so much from him. Yeah. Um, I mean, he turned around. I mean, the way he's basically told his agent is it Man United. It doesn't matter about the money. Yeah. Mm. It's just about a sort of childish 
childhood dream. I mean, if we were at, you know, earning the sort of money he was earning over in China, Douglas, if you were earning that money and, you know, you get the call for your agent, oh, Liverpool want you for six months, but you've got to take, you know, 30% of your pay. We'd all just be like, <laughs> yes. Just get me on the plane. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat if, I, if Lee's called me up and I say, yeah, I would actually, yeah. Yeah. I'd be doing the same um, as Liverpool as well. We'd all be the same. I mean, the only other move I've seen fans take to this at Man United was when Henrik Larson had three months at the club. Yes. And people don't see what he brought to United in that three months, but he was brilliant, and it's—I mean, he was what thirty-seven when he done that. He yeah. was. He was. I do remember quite well. And Thirty-six, you know, thirty-seven. Yeah. And players like players like a Gallo—they've been infectious for the club. And you look at some of the young players that we've brought through this season: Greenwood, Williams. We've bought Wan Bissaka. It's like they've brought in a player. Like, You're on three hundred grand a week in China. And you're not bothered about the money, you just want to come here to play for what would be essential his boyhood, you know, his boyhood heroes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that's that's why he just doesn't seem phased by anything. And he basically yeah. begged the you know Shanghai is it Shanghai Shinua? Yeah, Shanghai Shinua, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um basically begged him like, please let me stay. Yeah. Well the the the, the funny thing was like January transfer window comes, like the, the transfer deadline day comes, and you're 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 given a choice of three strikers: Islam Slimani, Josh King, and Odin Agallo. Now, for me, Agallo was the right option because Josh King has been injured most of the season. Islam Slimani is Islam Slimani is still hot and cold in Monaco. He was not very yeah. good at Leicester, so. To, to get a player like Agallo, and like I remember all the, the outcry about it as well. Like I, like I remember a lot. Yeah, everyone A lot of Man United fans were not happy at this, but no, no, no. he's come in. He's proved proven everyone wrong, um, and he's just he's he's just such a great person to have around the, the you know the dressing room. Can you ima- can you imagine being him though? Honestly, can you imagine being him? It's so him and Mason Greenwood are in the same situation at the moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't like the light with Slomani. I think you told me about that, Douglas, because I was working and I just laughed it off and just went, no. Yeah. Josh King. We already had Josh King in as a youngster. Yeah. And he went to Blackburn for nothing. Yeah. And done next... That. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember him done one well one season for Blackburn, but he wasn't playing up front. He was playing on the wing, and yeah, he's done well at Bournemouth. But that's Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. Not playing in front of sixty, seventy thousand fans. A week. Gallo's done that. Yeah, he's played at the World Cup. You know, Watford. They're not the biggest club, but. By God, their their fans are mental. Yeah, very mental. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, they're sort of on my sort of. You know, you've got that bucket list of grounds you want to go to. Yeah, Vicarage Road is one of mine. Vicarage Road's one yeah. of mine. Uh, Sellers Park's one of mine. 
And before West Ham moved up, Upton Park was one of mine. Yeah. And you, and let, me tell you, let me tell you this, my cousins in London, uh, they used to live near Upton Park and I used to go past it every time I was down there. I was right there. Yeah. Right, uh, going past on where the pub and the, the statue and where the the, 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 the cafe with all the gel, gel eels. And oh, all yeah, that. yeah. That's um, Green Street. Green Street, exactly. And I remember it so much, I'm thinking... I wish West Ham was still around there because it was on a busy street. The mark, the, the local market was down the road. It was, it, it was hugely popular. It really was. Yeah, it yeah. really was. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the same. Like, I, I'm not gonna lie. I've been to Victor Roads, but I've not actually been. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I have. Um, we, we were. Um, me and Rebecca had actually gone to the um, Harry Potter in Walford. And we, oh yeah, that was really yeah, yeah. And we basically we basically decided, uh, oh, I, I just I just want to like go and find Vicarage Road. And believe it or not, it's actually not too far from the you know the Leavesden, Leavesden uh, studios. So, uh, but yeah, I have uh, yeah. it's it's a very nice stadium actually. Uh, obviously, I only saw the sort of the outside of it, but um, but no, that was just, that was very very good. But yeah, uh, Vicarage Road was one. Selhurst Park, I mean. The past ultras behind the goal, that like that—that's a great atmosphere. Oh, and yeah, and and yeah, Upton Park. I would have loved to have gone to Upton Park, but sadly wasn't to be. And I think I think Highbury was. I know we've went a bit off tangent here, but I thought the old Highbury was one of them grounds as well. Oh yeah, oh like, yeah, definitely. you're going to be surprised at this, Douglas. You know, one ground I'd love to experience on a European night is Anfield. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. So I've, I've already done Parkhead. I done Parkhead when they beat Barcelona two one. Um, oh, you lucky thing! Infamous Tony Walk. I was right next to the Green Brigade. And it oh, was, nice. Um, it was it's one of the coldest nights. I've ever had at football. It's one of those <laughs> Bovron both hands nights, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But you're not drinking it, you've just got it in your hand because it's freezing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I'm going to ask you both a question, right? So, at the start of the... Si- right, obviously... No, I will not marry you, Douglas. <laughs> no, I'm not asking that. No, that's not that. <laughs> um, but... Uh, so obviously, like Carl and I made some obviously uh, predictions at the, at the start of the season. So obviously, with the Premier League coming back, I'm going to get you to predict the top four. So obviously, oh, no. obviously, we all know who's going to win the league. Obviously, Liverpool are going to win the league, and obviously, it's, that's yeah. so. Yeah. My top four: Liverpool, City, mm-hmm. Leicester, Man United. Chelsea. I think Chelsea will Ooh. I think Chelsea will miss out. Okay, right. Do you want to go first, Andrew? Um I'm not saying it's gonna win the league because I still I still hate this. <laughs> I still hate it. You knew the day was gonna come. You knew it was it's, gonna come. Didn't oh you? yeah, of course of course I did. Of course I did. Right. Do you want to know something? Don't hate what? it as much as I thought I was gonna hate it. I've got a lot of Scouse mates, and you know what? See if he's won it in twenty thirteen. I would have hated it even more. Mm. Um, but this year's just been 
I think I said I said at Christmas it was done. Yeah, Liverpool first, City second. I think Leicester will fall away. I'm going to go Chelsea, Man United. Okay. That's but I, I actually think Ban will be kept in place. So I think Sheffield United will get... I think um, Chelsea will still get Champions League. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Carl? This is trick. Well, we don't really know about who's going to finish first. Obviously, it's going to be Liverpool. We all knew that from after before Christmas. Let's say we'll finish second comfortably. This is where it gets interesting because, you know what? The way, the way these two teams, Leicester, have been playing, I think Leicester will finish will finish third. I think the Leicester will finish third. Fourth was interesting because I was seeing a late surge from my United and they were coming back, you know. But I think look at how Lampard's doing at Chelsea. I hate to say it, but I think, I think Chelsea could finish fourth. I might not could finish fifth. You know. Okay. No, it's just it's just I think Manchester I think Manchester United have got the, the better running of the clubs in the in the top four. because uh, I think I yeah. think the only difficult places I think they have to go to are Spurs and Leicester City, I think. Um yes. but in, in in amongst those I think they've I think they've, I think they've got to play Sheffield United as well. Um yeah, I would expect them to win Sheffield that. United. Yeah. Yeah, that did you see? That's one of the games that's like in heart in danger of not being played at Old Trafford because of trouble between fans. Yeah, in previous times, I was like, "What? Yeah, they're not Leeds. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Leeds. Sheffield United. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I know what what I've seen on Twitter. There is quite a bit a little bit of rivalry between the fans, but there's going to be no fans there, so. Yeah, exactly. So how are the fans going to be having trouble with each other? I don't get that one. I really don't, you know. So. I don't get the Liverpool-Everton one either. No, I don't. I do. For this reason, I said to myself, the fans are not stupid. They're not going to come out in the numbers because the game's played play by course dots. So mm-hmm. I don't get why the police, the British Patrol team was kind of worried and the, the cat, local city cats were worried thinking, the fans are not going to come. They'll be watching from in their homes anyway. They're not going to go out to the ground and, you know, so yeah. I really don't get that one. I really don't. Yeah. Plus, I've got a way you just get to do the parade. You don't have a parade, you just have a protest. And that means everything will be okay. Yeah, that's that very true. Right, that's a comedic, that's a comedic aspect, right? <laughs> because it's, I can't imagine winning the league and not having... I mean, the parade was taken away from United when we won the European Cup and League in 2008 because of um, a certain group of fans for Glasgow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Maybe that won't um, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Um, I kind of want you to just have a parade and have a party for about, you know, a year. <laughs> <laughs> kind, of, kind of needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, who, knows, I mean, who, know, who knows what's... In store for everything, right? But the time you actually get the chance to win the league, and if you wait till sort of the last game in the weeks after, Douglas, book your train ticket, go down. Yeah. No, I'm not, honestly, look, I, I mean, I will honestly say this that I never thought I would see Liverpool win the league in my lifetime. It's obviously going to happen. Um, I think, I think, I, I think, I think it will be like 
um, I, 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 I think they'll get the job done. I, I think, I think they'll get the the two wins needed. Um, may even just need a slip up from City, and you know Liverpool could win at Goodison Park. I mean, that would that would be amazing if that would happen. But, um, but no, obviously, like. Obviously, it would. It, it's, it's it's going to be it's going to be very good. Now, obviously, that is the top four. So, at the bottom of the table, we have North City twentieth, twenty one points. Um, Bournemouth, uh, sorry, Aston Villa twenty five on nineteenth, uh, and then Bournemouth eighteenth, twenty seven. Watford seventeenth, twenty seven. West Ham sixteenth, twenty seven. Fifteenth, Brighton twenty nine. And then Southampton, 34. Right. Who goes down? Carl, I'll I'll come to you first. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, do you know what? The way Stuart Weber came out saying we should know before the season, that irritated me as a Leeds fan because he was was at Huddersfield not not so long ago, the way he actually did so well with those signings. To get the promoted two years, two three years ago, that was a good down. It's simple as that, you know. They they I know they've not lost like big high scoring games, but they are going down no matter what. Nineteenth, I have to say Aston Villa. I just can't see any hope. Any hope? No goals. There's a... nah, there's no goals. Yeah. there's no goals in that team. No, there's no goals in that team. Exactly, there's no goals, and I think. For them, that that was a huge lot of money they spent on, and how do they justify it? They can't. Yeah, so, at least at least Super John McGinn's coming back though to full fitness, which is a massive boost for Aston Villa. Oh yeah, they definitely need him, especially now he he won the the Football Writers Player of the Year in Scotland. That was that was totally great. deserved, by the way. Absolutely, totally deserved. Have I ever mentioned I've met him? Yes, you have. I'm not sure I've mentioned it much. (laughs) (laughs) The day before I went to Villa. Fair enough. Um, Really? Yeah, um, Hibs v Motherwell was his last game. And it was like the day before the transfer window ended, I think it was. Wow. Um, He travelled to Birmingham, I think it was the following day. And I said, don't go to Celtic, you're better than that. And that's no slout on Celtic, by the way. Um, because we, um, yeah, because we said at the time when the the move, I think we took us said at the time when he was going to go Celtic, the rules that he was going to Celtic. I said it's not it's not a good fit for him. There's just no way he's going to get in that that team in that midfield. You know, it was going to be tough. It was going to be not. No, not I was on the, I think, yeah, and him going down south. I mean, he's been those fans love him. I mean, I've followed Villa. I've always had sort of a soft spot for Villa. I don't know why. Mm. This is even with Dwight York and that with their Julian Georgia. You know. Yeah. I've just always had a sort of soft spot for them. And I thought, go on yourself, boy. Go and show them what you, go and show them, you know, that Scottish players can still do it down there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I'm, uh, I mean 18. I'm taking a full I'm taking a full assist yeah. with him going to Villa, of course. Oh no. Exactly, I know. <laughs> it's a good point. That one. <laughs> right, yeah. Aston Villa will go down for There's no goals in them, and do you know what? I love them to stay up, but they just spent so much money. It was up over 150 million the last the last two windows. It's not justifiable to be quite honest with you. So I can't. Yeah, no. But 
saying that they are going to go down, they will go down. 18th was interesting because I don't know what is Bournemouth's running, Douglas, because they must have a bit of a better running at the bottom teams. West Ham you know. have the worst running of the lot. And then I say I would say Brighton do. Um Bournemouth have got more I've got to get Bournemouth. Bournemouth have got more games at home than away. Yes. Um and they usually good at home. So <sighs> I'm gonna get Bournemouth. Douglas, give me a second, I'm gonna get Bournemouth running. Because they're running, is they have to play one or two of the down the bottom half team, one or few of the bottom half teams. For what the I next, remember. the next three games. Th- what? If this is right. Yeah, it's been a while since we saw we we've been looking at our fixtures. I know, so. I know, it is, it is definitely. Because Bournemouth might have more home games, and I think they have a little bit of a, be- bit of a better running than West Ham and Brighton. Right, so here's the running. I've got the running, guys. Right. Um, they've got Palace at home, Wolves away, Newcastle at home, Man United away, Tottenham at home, Leicester at home, Man City away, Southampton at home, and Bournemouth um Southampton at home and Everton away. Wow. Bournemouth. That, that Bournemouth running, you just say. Yeah. That's Bournemouth running. That's tough. That's making that's making, that's tough now. That's, 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 that's tough and then Yeah. I mean, Palace ain't gonna I think we all know Palace ain't gonna be no pushover. No, no. we know that. Wolves <laughs> Wolves and Newcastle, you know. Depends what Wolves turn up though. Yeah, they actually come back. Yeah, they were in funny. I mean, form's now out the window. But before the break, they were in funny form. They were. Mm -hmm. Newcastle, Newcastle, they're going to be tough to beat because the way Steve Bruce has got them playing. Yeah, true. Yeah, are they getting many points out of that three games there? Yeah, I'd probably say at least three or four. I can't see them getting anything more than that. Too quite honest with you, you know. Yeah, that's interesting now because we've now we've both got that tough running. That's interesting because West Ham would be poor, Brighton would be poor, but I think Brighton were itching to go because they did not want to play at a neutral ground. And I don't blame that. I think they would yeah. that we played at home. But it's gonna be interesting one. So so your three you go, your, you know what, your three you go down, Carl, are? I'm saying Norwich, Aston Villa. I think now from hearing that running, I just can't see both gates of I think Bournemouth will probably go down. So Norwich, Villa, Bournemouth, right. Here's mine. Norwich, Bournemouth, West Ham. Okay. The reason I say that, I think the fact that they're they're having to they're having to play behind closed doors and you know, there's not much atmosphere at the London Stadium, but I've just got a feeling that they're one of the teams that need a crowd. Um, and and yeah. also the fact that if they do go down, then, you know, I think Golden Sullivan will probably sell up. And I think I think they need fresh investment. I, I, I think West Ham have been a team that have been very, very poor this season. Obviously, they started with Pellegrini as manager. Um and I just think that the way they're running, their running is absolutely horrendous. 
as well. I I I'm I I'm gonna say West I'm gonna say West Ham, Bournemouth, and Norwich to be relegated. Okay, Andrew, down to you. Um, I think Norwich are gone. Norwich are gone. But yeah, that's not a slant on Norwich because they didn't spend money. Exactly. Mm. No. Um, I, remember us ha- I remember us having this chat last summer. I think it was about this time last year. It was last year, yeah. Um, saying if Norwich finish 19th, it's a great season for yeah. them. Yeah. Um, I mean, Pukki still scored the goals. Kenny McLean's looked pretty good. Um, the scary Max thing Aaron's is... Been is been yeah, Max, Max Aaron's Aaron's been Jamal Lewis... Yeah. Is that yeah. team now going to get ripped apart? I think it will because yeah. the players who could be in the squad in the next five, ten years, such as Todd Chantwell, Ben Godfrey, Max Aarons, that squad is going to get ripped apart. And that is going to be interesting in where they go to because they will be linked with some big clubs in, in during, over the next few next years. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Norwich, my bottom team. I think Bournemouth just because. Their injuries, their injuries have killed them all season. Yeah. I just yeah. think the that might be done. Um, and I've just looked at West Ham. I've just looked at West Ham's running. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna go Bournemouth and West Ham. Just sheer because of the runnings. I think. I think Villa somehow claw draws and wins out of it. McGinn yeah. comes back with Grealish. He started putting Hurahan back in before the break. Um, I think the break might might have came at a great time for them. It, I think it did. I think it did because you know what? I I felt like they just they need they needed this break. They needed thinking no, we need to regroup because we know we know we, can, we this team's capable of finishing with a, a bit above the relegation. That's what they would be saying. And you know, you spent so much money on Neil Mopai. From Burtford, he's he's that he will prove that, that that Brighton needs the goals now to make sure they stay up. So mm. it's it's really huge for Brighton when they when they when they restart the season. I, going going back, also got, you know, well, going back on the Norwich side, I I totally agree. I think they've been very very good to watch. They all, they play some lovely football. The only problem the only oh, problem yeah. with them is they're far too open and they're conceding really sloppy goals at the moment as well. And do you I mean, know why? Yeah, exactly. And the reason was is Daniel Farker is just like David Wagner at Odessa. They were too far to open most of the time. And that's where you're seeing that Dortmund connections with the second, you know, they were, for what I was told, they were, when they were the second team, they were far too open at the back. Yes, they were fun, but it was, and that's the similarities that's been happening. I'm thinking it just doesn't make no sense at all, you know, if you can't. Try you know in your Premier League you're playing these big teams you need to tighten that defense that 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 whole that that, that back four completely. You know, so. The re- the reason I say the reason I say like I say West Ham going down like I think Walford have got enough firepower. I think obviously with Dean Dean Sar, uh, you know Delafeo. I think I think they'll be fine. Brighton they've got Mope. I think Mope's been very very good. Obviously they've got Trossard. And even I mean, even with Glenn Murray as well, even though he doesn't play much, he's still important. Glenn Murray, yeah, as well when he gets yeah, absolutely. So, Abs- and quite obvious, 
you know, Brighton Hoes had that very good striker. They just need a bit more fight. And Mapoy coming in has been a revelation for that team because that's what they needed after the last year, the bit of stale under Chris Hewton. They just couldn't find the other striker that could replace a younger striker that could replace Glenn Murray. So, yeah, yeah it was the right decision. And, and they play a great brand of football. Yeah. And obviously, Adam, Adam Moy as well. Adam Moy is a great signing. His, his deal. Oh. His deal's permanent now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's fully permanent now. And I think Huddersfield, I don't know why Huddersfield gave him a free deal. They should have just, like I said, do you know what? We'll sell you for, you only got a year contract. And then somehow he went alone and Huddersfield extended his deal. But Brighton got steal yeah. because it was between seven, ten million pounds. Mm. So, and yeah. Brighton have got a steeliness in defence as well, which is something that West Ham, West Ham don't, oh, yeah. West Ham's defence is all over the place. I mean, as good as Aaron Cresswell has been, He's very suspect defensively. Same with uh, Masawaku, who I think is probably more of a left left midfielder than a, a left back. So I think because of that, West Ham will probably go down. I think Southampton have got enough to stay up because I think, obviously, with Hassan Hill signing a new contract, obviously Shane Long signing a new contract as well. I just think Southampton uh, have got the firepower. They've got a good defence. I know they conceded nine against Leicester. I know they conceded get nine against Leicester, but you have. But I think that was a turn. I think that was a turn. Yeah. Of, of that. Of and I that think result. I think looking back at that, they went then on a very very good run. So yeah, I think I think it's all to, all to play for the, at the bottom of the table. And um, but I think there's going to be a bit of a shock there, and I'm 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 going to I'm going to go for West Ham to go down. Have we all said West Ham? I haven't. I said Aston Villa. You said Bournemouth. Uh, Aston Villa. Yeah. Aston Villa. Bournemouth. Yeah. Pretty similar in what we've said. This is going to be pretty interesting to look back in sort of like two months and go, oh. Well, considering at the start of the season, I had Brighton, Newcastle, Sheffield United to be relegated. Uh, Carl had Norwich, Sheffield United and Burnley to be relegated. And Nick had Sheff- Sheffield United, okay, Newcastle right, United right. and Brighton to be relegated. Yeah. Shows. I'd, yeah, I'd I know. Norwich, Sheffield United, and Newcastle to go down. Right. So I pick Norwich just purely because of the lack of funding in the team. Well, not do you not think Norwich United, are a bit though. like that? Do you not think Norwich are a bit like that Blackpool team? That yeah, out? I think yes. they're. I I think they're yeah. better than the Blackpool team because I think they. Yes, I think they score more goals. The only problem they that they have though is that they can see too many silly goals. They've got a very good penalty kick stopper in Tim Krul. We all know about his um, excerpts at the uh, you know the World Cup. Um, obviously, when Louis Van Hal famously famously brought off Sillison and uh, brought on uh, Tim Krul, which was especially as well the FA Cup when they beat Tottenham out recently as well before lockdown. Yeah, so, so yeah. I think uh, look. Norris say you've got some very, very good players. Buendia, Puki, Jamal, Lewis, obviously Max Adams. You get the feeling that they will probably be picked off if they do go down. I don't see I don't see how they're going to be able to, you know, keep a hold of them. And the other thing is, I think they'll sit with Daniel Farker. Because I think Daniel Farker's got a good reset, good uh, good relationship with uh, you know, uh, Delia Smith and obviously you know Stephen Fry. And obviously, the you know the the, the board of members and chairman at uh, at, uh, at Norwich. So, yeah, yeah, no, I agree, I agree, and I think, I think, yes, this was another Huddersfield life, but this time they're in a better position 
will be if they will get relegated, unlike what happens to so they were not they're in a better position now. So I think that that is will good be good for Parker if he does get the investment. He'll invest wisely. He's, he's good at true signings. We have known that. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. He's out that cop school, isn't he? He's out of cops. Yeah. yeah he's... Well there were well there were three, weren't there? There was there was Wagner, there was Farka, and um Nagelsmann. Uh, was, Nagelsmann. Uh, Nagelsmann as well. I think there was one other player that was by Jack Hussle. It's been a while since it was um Jan Seward. That's the only thing, but nothing than that. But those three, the but those three, the top three, I'd be successful. We will talk about Bundesliga in a bit. So but no, we're excited the Premier League's coming back and we've got to you. And I know we'll be watching and all games will be live on Sky. There will be free games on the on Sky's sister channel pick. As well as four games for the first time on free tier on BBC for the first time as uh, well. Amazon have got uh, games as well. You don't need to subscribe. No, nope, that's just going to be free yeah. right here. And um, also be as well. So they're all tipping in to try to get put games live, especially to people who are not got those subscriptions in the UK and I'm glad for that. They are just trying to give something back in some sort of way. So, yes. Yeah, definitely. Right, let's now go into the transfer window. We'll talk about we are going to talk about the Bundesliga because we are to talk about what's going on since the league started back. And you know, looking at like the over two weeks ago, um, Bristol Dortmund and our retired race, Douglas, and by Munich just being very killing, killing everyone since the start of the league. One, one thing, one thing I will describe the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich have been superb um, you know they, they've, they've taken advantage where obviously Borussia Dortmund haven't RB Leipzig have been so disappointing I mean bar obviously like the game against Mainz they're losing silly points at home they drew, they drew with Blooming SC Paderborn on the weekend like the bottom of the league side yeah you know they're another team that cannot that, that they need fans just like West Ham they need the fans there because after all the crits that they have been for the last so years about this plastic mm-hmm. team, they don't have the fans on their side, and that's the, the crowd, and that's another disadvantage. Do you know what RB? So, do you know what? Do you know? Do you know what RB Leipzig remind me of? They remind me. They remind me of the Liverpool team from 2015-2016. Great going forward, great scoring goals, but the losing, conceding silly little goals. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Schalke have been really poor. They've got one win in twelve now. Um, I'm surprised David Wagner's actually still there. To be honest, I thought, I thought he. I know. I'm, very... I'm surprised they got that job at all. Honestly, he's made. He's, yeah, well, I mean, where's he getting that job from after doing what he done with Huddersfield, not scoring well, goals? He's, he's he didn't probably... score enough goals for. And they got promoted on scoring no goals in the playoffs. Yes. Um. Stayed up with the low scores awful, as well. Awful, so. awful signings over two years in the Premiership. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nothing looked like it worked. No, nothing worked at all. It did not if work. If you're hearing a dog barking, it's the neighbour's Alsatian. He's going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is our first podcast, so to grant honour to you, not a lot of things are going to go, let's say, quiet as it is. So, yeah. But no, you, you're right, Andrew. I, I have to admit, I don't know how he got the job because I know he was a player at Schalke 
I know he was a player shocker in the nineties, but I was surprised he got the job. And it, it just started so well, and just now it's just turned, it's just gone dire. And I have to admit, ever since they put that um, that tweet out of to try to support them, that was that has got that's been a back a backlash to crowd this year. It's not worked out. It so. always does, doesn't it? Though when um, they come out and support the manager, it's like the death of the manager. Mm. Yeah. It's sort of like, oh god, they've actually had to come out and say something. It must be going bad. Absolutely, absolutely. Talking about Bundesliga, we'll talk about one player that is now going to the Premier League. Uh, Team Raverna is is agreeing to deal with Crystal with Chelsea. No, he's, he's not. Really? No, no, he no, hasn't. He's not. No, it's a lot of nonsense. Um, What's going on with that? Because that there, there was a, there was rumors there was it was always got all in sports news channels. And now it looks like it's just not happening. What is going on? Because it feels right. like a merry-go-round in this one. Right. Um, now, it all got reported on Sky Sports News, right? Funnily yes. enough, that Indy Callier page had reported that 10 minutes before he was going to Chelsea, right? And the deal had been agreed. The RB Leipzig, is it Chief Executive, yeah. Director of Football, yeah. came out and said, we've not had any contact with Chelsea. Um... Timo Werner's not spoke to Frank Lampard, and obviously we know he spoke to Klopp a while mm. ago. So, so interesting. Now that has changed the dynamics a bit because now we know he's not going. He's not going to Chelsea. Where does he go now? Because I think he's still going to Liverpool. You still think Liverpool? Do you think Liverpool as well? Because even though he was talked about saying it's just him that like, having Firmino, Salah, and Mane up front. Is going to be hard to get into. Get into. Do you think he's going to um, be uh, it's 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 become the transfer saga of the summer already, isn't it? Um, I've not even touched on Jaden. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, honestly, um, I actually don't. I actually do not know. But this is the thing. Like I've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks, I don't get dragged into transfer rumors. Um, I actually haven't read a single newspaper in about, I would say, about six months because basically like we're into silly season now. Um, and just some yeah. of the things you see on social media, like you just, you're wondering if you, whether to believe it or not or, or anything. But look, obviously, like whoever's, whoever has reported this Werner news, it's obviously come as a big surprise to the RB Leipzig. Um, do I think he's going to go to Liverpool? I've got a feeling, and I've said I've said it for a wee while now that I reckon if Werner stays at Leipzig this season, I reckon that Liverpool yeah. will do a type of Keita deal, where basically they they paid the money, basically allowed Keita <laughs> to be on loan at Leipzig for one more season, and then get. Get uh, they go Kea the following season. I think they might do that with Werner. The thing is, he's only got eighteen months left on his deal. Yes, and the problem is that the will becomes different, like Bayern Munich, because I know they have been rumored with him for quite a while as well. Too, I don't know if my night was linked with him as well. Andrew, they threw I... Man United's name in just to do what they always do. Yeah, throw exactly. my... Oh, he's got. Oh, it looks like he's going to Liverpool. Stick Man United in the article. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just like so, we've been, we're now favourites for Havertz. Yeah, I don't agree. I don't understand that one. 
I know. To be honest, Havertz has, has had a very, very good return. Uh, I think it's five goals in four games uh, for Leverkusen. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. So, I mean, look, I I said on a couple of videos recently that I said that I don't think there's going to be much business over the summer because of this virus. I I think we'll yes. see probably a lot more swap deals, probably loan deals, probably pre-contracts as well. I think we'll probably see that. I'm not sure there's going to be much money spent. I do expect Manchester United to get Sancho, and we will come on to that very, very shortly. Um, but the Werner one, like that, that is a transfer saga just now beginning to, to happen. So it will be very, very interesting. So glad you're not be very you. interesting to see what what comes of that now, I think. Yeah. I, I probably agree. See, that's a surprise. I, I, I didn't realise this thing because, like I said, I thought it was a done deal. It was a great principle. And thank you guys for it. Because usually what, 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 how news readers say, they need to get from two reliable sources. The first source, yeah, it's kind of like, you kind of believe it until we get a real, another good source, then we like, believe it. It's like, don't be, you know, but I'm glad Leipzig has come out and said, look, he's not talked to Chelsea, nor Frank Lampard. And that's fair enough, you know, because like I said, he's a merry-go-round with his side now with this one because he's one of the sought-after strikers of, you know, for, for all the European clubs, especially, yeah. you know. So it's interesting with this one, yeah. Absolutely. Right, going to Jadon J- J- Sancho, Douglas, we know that he's been linked to a lot of yeah. clubs as well. Yeah, I, I mean, Jaden Sancho is another one that has been linked to Liverpool. But the thing is, like, I don't think we're in for him. I think it's more Manchester. I think it's more Manchester United. No. And to be honest with you, like, I think I think he was Manchester United. I think is you know, I think I think there's been lots of things you've seen that you know Sancho to Man United would be a very very good move. Um, you know, obviously every Man United fan will probably be a Dortmund fan right now watching Sancho play. Um, He's a talent. He's a he's an absolute talent. There's no no denying that. Um, I think if he goes to Manchester United, it makes them a better team already because they're badly needing a right winger. And Dan, Dan James is a squad. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The thing is, right? We were we made an inquiry about Sancho last year to Dortmund. He did. Yeah. Uh, he basically he's he basically said it doesn't matter about Champions League football. I quite happily sign for United. Mm. Um, exactly. But United kind of booked at 120 million because he'd only been there, what, 18 months? 18 months, yeah. And I'd heard um, we made an inquiry for Havertz last year, and Leverkusen want the region of 100 million for him. As he well. has a release clause of round that. He has a release clause for what I have to But I think the Sancho deal will be done. I honestly think it'll still be done. The money's there. For Sancho, um, this loan talk we took 130 million out or whatever is supposed to be complete and utter nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're one of the few clubs who are going to come out of this all right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think you will do too, as well. Actually, I think so. Yeah, too, so Liverpool, yeah. the re- I think the one thing with a Liverpool transfer for anyone, you just try to follow your staff. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that tells me there's a bit of cash flow problems. I don't think he's done it because 
oh, we'll just take money for the government because that's not considering the history of Liverpool and the British government isn't yeah. uh, the greatest. I think there might no, be exactly. Yeah, and I'm not saying Liverpool are scant. I'm just saying Liverpool were looking away to manage the books. Yeah, yes. I mean, I, I put it this way: I, I don't see any major new signings coming in in the summer. Um, I think he's needed. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. I think. I mean, look, like Roma are about to sign Chris Mullen on a permanent deal. You know, there's been talks that apparently um, Roma have offered four million to Liverpool for Lovren. So you know, if Liverpool, would you just drive him? I would. Yourself? I would happily drive him to uh, to to, uh, to to John Lennon Airport, uh, and he can get a get a plane on the way to uh, way to Rome. Uh, because, um, yeah. so I think, I think the only That's the kind of only funny. That's kind I know of funny. the only deal I think I could potentially see is probably Ben White that could potentially come out. Obviously, I know I know Carl obviously have something to say because obviously he is on loan from uh, Brighton to Leeds at the Brighton to Leeds at the moment. So you know that's that's another one. But Liverpool have been scouting Ben White for most of the season. I just I just think Billiers are strong. I mean, he's won the Champions League last year. I can't or uh, and the and probably the most boring Champions League final since two thousand and three. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand and three was was you better uh, say uh, Milan, uh, yeah. wasn't it? No, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Old Trafford. It would would have been better if you if you got won the Champions League two thousand three, Andrew. If you did beat Real, if you did beat Real Madrid in the quarterfinal. Oh come on! We're never beating that Real Madrid team, man. Ronaldo destroyed. Ronaldo danced around Old Trafford. Yeah, that was yeah. that was. A, that... He got he got a standing ovation. He got a standing. Ovation from the whole support. Um, I just think maybe it's being a Man United fan, right? And it's but privilege being a Man United fan. But when we've won things like the league and Champions League, we've invested heavily after it. Yeah, Ferguson didn't. You know, we had Rooney, Tevez, Saha, and whoever else. Right, we got rid of Saha and we brought in Dimitar Berbatov. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I just think I think Timo Werner. I just think it makes sense if you need to put yourselves in baller for a year by getting them. I'd do it because you're going to make the money back from winning the Premier League anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I that does sound that sounds very more sense in some some way. And I would have understood if he's went for Sancho as well because um, Salah's on the downturn. With stats, he's running and all that, you know. Yeah, but the the thing the thing with the thing with Salah is like I know I know that like like obviously everyone remembers his twenty seventeen twenty eighteen season. I think it was like forty three goals and some of like sixteen assists or something, which was absolutely incredible at the time. Um, and then obviously you know last season he still won the he still won the uh, he still won the uh, Golden Boot after. Golden Boot. But is this season in all competitions yeah. he's got forty he's played four twenty league twenty goals in all competitions this season. So I just don't think I think that whole right hand side of yours, right? I think Trent's a quality player, right? But he's suspect. Oh yeah. 
I think he'd benefit from having someone in front of him that's going to help him. Yeah. Um, I mean, Trent's great going forward. No one's going to... He's probably the best right yeah. back in the league for total yeah. game in general. And I'm saying that and we've got Wan-Bissaka, but Wan-Bissaka's... Defensive. That's, that's what you need. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I would agree. And do you know what? If I chose between them two, I love TA, but Wan-Bissaka, I need someone to defend yeah. that, that, that so... right-hand side. Listen, it's the first time we've heard of Raheem Sterling since um, he was pocketed by Wan-Bissaka in the garden. <laughs> yes. Wan-Bissaka must have thought that. It must have been a bit um, heavy training the other day there at Old Trafford when in the back pocket. Just going obviously go to another transfer rumour, Donny van der Beek, Andrew, what do you make of that rumour? Um, great player. Um, I read it this morning, also, and I've seen the tweets from everyone, right? Like, oh, yeah, get him in, right? We've still got Pogba, we've got Bruno Fernandes there, Scott McTominay, Matic, Mata, Lingard. Yeah. Kind of full of like number 10s and number 8s. I mean, I know Matic is, Matic is a yeah. 6, and McTominay is a jack of all trades. Um, I I don't see mm-hmm. where he fits in, right? Um, because I think Fernandez was bought as Pogba's replacement anyway. Yeah, I think I think they thought Pogba was going to go in the summer. Obviously, he's probably not, and we're going to have to tie him down yeah. another deal because when it hits the summer, he's got one year left. Unless yeah. you know. Juventus or Madrid. Well, Madrid can't come in for him because the Spanish clubs are scared. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, we're going to have to keep a hold of them. And how we fit them into a team and you bring in Donny van der Beek, how are you fitting them into a team? That's top. We're already sort of top heavy in midfield anyway. Absolutely. No, that's, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's just the, the squad, the midfield squad, it's nearly there for Man United. It's kind of settled in some sort of ways now. You know, you may need one player, but not like a major player. At least I'm glad it's going to be rotational. I don't player. think we need a central midfielder, like a first team central midfielder. No, exactly. That's um, what I'm we need no someone either. who's going to be sort of happy being rotational. Yeah, um, no, that's why I'm saying. All... Yeah. If that injury period proved anything, right, our, our backups aren't good enough. Andres no. Pereira. Not good enough to play. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not good enough for Man United, right? He's a good rotational option. He's not first team, fifty game, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy games a season. Yeah, quality. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. Um, same could be said for Jesse Lingard. Um, who I've sort of turned on after yeah. having his back. Yeah, not out of not because he's out of form. Right, I understand the whole out of form. Oh yeah, signing with Iowa. That was a controversial one. Yeah, um, very controversial. But the thing is, that was released in January. What people won't know is he signed with he signed with Iowa in October, November. October, November. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, that was a strange one when he announced it. Well, we all knew he signed with him 
Yeah. Three Aye, but obviously, like this transfer window, it's going to be very interesting when it starts, and it's going to be interesting to see like what money or what you know what 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 like swap deals are going to happen, etc. But I, I will copy what I say that I just don't see much business being done over this transfer window because of the virus. Yeah, that I would agree as well. The first big transfer is going to set the precedent for the lot, isn't it? It will do. Look at at what PSG have done. They've bought Maro uh, Icardi from uh, Inter Milan for, I think, £42 million. £47. £47. £47, yeah. That was already sort of in place, though. Yeah, it was. That was already a transfer in place. Exactly. But he had to get away from San Siro because the fans already turned against him. So he was never going to go back, especially with Lukaku and Martinez. Yeah. Martinez have really done quite well, you know. So yeah. he was never going to get back to that squad. But yeah, it, it is interesting. And we'll see it goes. Right, let's go into the last. You are listening to the Sam Radio Football Show podcast. <laughs>